Hello, welcome back to Attack of the Sports. The, the, the poor man's PTI, the, the lesser man's Tim and Sid, the shittier, uh, uh, what Shan Sharp and, uh, and, uh, Skip Bayless' show. Is that undisputed? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's undisputed. We're, we're your armchair GMs, Austin and Mitch, coming back at you, uh, from, uh, a bit of an absence, but you know what? We got some shit to talk about. Fucking NHL trade deadline passed us. We got there's a shit ton of shit happening now. So, uh, oh yeah, also Robert Kraft. I guess we could talk about that. <laughs> he had he had some fun. <laughs> Look, you win a Super you win, Bowl. You know, you, you, you win six Super Bowls, you need a massage. Like, your ring hand needs a massage, and also something else. It's, it's real massage. heavy. It is. Like, That's a lot of metal. And he's an old man. He's an old man. He, he went down to Vic Ave. How is he supposed to know? I bet he... I bet when he thought, oh, I'm getting a happy ending, that was just... Like he's just gonna walk out feeling great, yeah, refreshed. Him thinking he's getting a happy ending is he's getting another Super Bowl ring. It's like, oh no, it's oh not that kind of happy ending that turned into a sad ending. Oh, that that's... this was like two days after they won the Super Bowl, too, wasn't it? Th- this happened this week, I think. Oh, so. shit. So, I thought yeah. it was like shortly after. Oh my god, that would be way better if it was shortly after. <laughs> two days... A one fucking bender for Mr. Kraft. <laughs> Giving Ovi a run for his money. I mean, I saw it and I'm like, honestly, I'm not shocked. <laughs> I love the pick on Twitter of like Robert Kraft uh, after the the SWAT teams come in and fu- fucking Danny DeVito just ass naked. It's just like falling off a, a, a greasy couch. Oh my god. Killed me. Uh, how about we start off with the NHL because we got enough to talk about that. So yeah, trade center, trade deadline, all that came about. Uh, teams making moves, making million dollar moves. Uh, money, money, money. I'll them. just go through a couple. I'll just yeah name off a few of the more significant ones. And we'll go into some of those, I guess. So this this year was definitely the Pierre Dorian special, selling off as many fucking assets as he could. Uh, so uh, the day before trade trade deadline, uh, the center sent to the Blue Jackets Matt Duchesne and Julius Bergman. Uh, for a big old package of uh, two prospects, a first-round pick, and a conditional first-round pick. Hmm. So, from that trade they did with uh, Colorado to get Matt Duchesne, they have now shipped Matt Duchesne. So, (laughs) I've been thinking about this for a while. Because they sent a conditional first-round pick back the other way. Yeah, uh, to, to from Ottawa to Colorado, 
And that condition was if it was lottery protected, basically. So if they if that pick finished within the top ten, uh, it would defer to twenty to this year, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So if it it was like number four, so it deferred to fucking this year, where the Senators are goddamn awful and have a shot at the first overall pick. What are you talking about? They're not awful. They're like bottom of the league. <laughs> they have a serious chance of getting first overall, and that pick would go to Colorado in that case. It would. Then Colorado kind of has all the cards because you already have Nathan McKinnon, and you already have Miko Ratnan on your on your right wing, and the top two players are Jack Hughes, the center, and Capo Caco. On the right wing. You could trade that for... To literally anyone in the league. And fill in your hole in in goal. Or even... Maybe bolster your defense. So really... This all works out great for Colorado. By the looks of it, they need a win. Because they're not going to get one on the ice. So might as well get one off the ice. Yeah. And there's plenty of teams I would more than willing part with something to get Jack Hughes. Pick him first overall. Oh, yeah. I know one. Uh, <laughs> basically, the next day, I believe... Yes. Uh, Pierre Dorian made another deal with the Blue Jackets to send Ryan Zingle uh, for Anthony Duclair and two second-round picks. One 2021 so there goes another one of Ottawa's top players, another one of their top guns for more assets. Basically, he's building up this team for the future, like real hard. Uh, build it up for the future because he ain't getting anything now. <laughs> no, they might not even get a stadium now. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. Uh, Jackets also picked up Keith Kincaid, who was more or less the Devils' number one goalie. Uh, so he's going to play behind Bobrovsky now, and they traded him for a only had to give up a fifth. So that's not bad. Uh, Jets also really, really went all in this year. So they traded Brandon Lemieux, a first round pick for this year, and a conditional fourth. Uh, for Kevin Haynes from the New York Rangers. So that's mainly a depth thing. Yeah. Uh, former Pat Jordan Wheel has been on the move a bunch this year. Went from Philly to, Philly to uh, Arizona and now it's traded again uh, from Arizona to uh, Montreal. Montreal, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which Canadian boy mean, means Canadian boys back home. Yep. Uh, so you remember during the summer that uh, Carolina kind of got fleeced a little bit yep. for trading Jeff Skinner for Cliff Poo or Foo? Yeah. However you pronounce his name. Yeah, they traded him for future considerations, which basically means trading him for like two bucks. Can of Coke. <laughs> So, 
what the fuck did they even get out of that trade then? Because they, they got some picks, I believe. But the player they got back was Cliff Fu. So... And Jeff Skinner's been on a tear this year in Buffalo. I can't, yeah, I can't really say what exactly they get out of that. Except that they got him cheap. <laughs> got him real cheap. No matter what you fucking traded him for, you, you got him dirt cheap. So, there's that. Uh, I believe the Flames, Flames only made one trade, and that was a trade, a conditional fourth round pick for Oscar Fattenberg. Uh, very surprising trade actually. Uh, Nashville was also very active. Uh, they got Michael Granlund for Kevin for Kevin Fiala, which that kind of came out of nowhere. Also, Michael Granlund got traded while his wife, uh, no, not his wife, his uh, fiance was in the middle of labor of giving birth to their first kid. That's gotta be awkward. <laughs> Honey, as soon as uh, as soon as the kid's born, yeah, we gotta pack up and go. I got a Garth Brooks concert. I gotta go. <laughs> Where are we going? Minnesota. Why? I got traded. Shit. It's funny because Minnesota was holding down that uh, one of those wild card spots right now. Bruce Boudreaux was like, "We're gonna fucking make that. We're gonna make it." And then I guess Chuck Fletcher's just like, "Nah." Hey, Oh wait, no, it's not. It's not Chuck Fletcher. It's uh, Fenton. Yeah, he's not, like, nah, nah, nah we're boo. fucking moving shit, and not even getting picks. Nah, boo, you ain't, you ain't moving. This is a, this is a one for one deal, and I think Fiala has about thirty points to Granlin's uh, forty nine right now. So it's just, it was just kind of a weird trade. Minnesota yeah, so definitely uh, getting the better end of the deal out of that one. A little bit. Uh, Golden Knights made a deal with the Senators. So, like, Ottawa had, like, the top three guys in the trade bait board. And they moved Mark Stone and Tobias Lindbergh for Eric Brandstrom, uh, Oscar Lindbergh, and a second-round pick from Dallas. So they moved all three of their big guns that some people are like, maybe you should try and re-sign these guys for next year. Like, nah, son. We're we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of picks. Uh but Eric Brandstrom, he was one he was one of Vegas's first uh round picks from their first draft. So, Vegas has now moved Nick Suzuki and Eric Brandstrom. So, their only first-round pick left from their first draft is uh, Cody Glass. Hmm. Uh, Predators also traded for Wayne Simmons, sending Ryan Hartman the other way in the conditional fourth-round pick. Uh, yeah, that just makes sense. Get a guy like Wayne. Fucking gritty-ass center. Uh, no, left-winger. Yeah. Uh, Canucks made the heist of the century, getting rid of fucking Erica Branson and his like five points for Tanner Pearson. <laughs> they move a four million dollar contract for another like four years, uh, for a three seventy five contract. 
for also four years, so you're saving a little bit of money. And Tanner Pearson, better player. Better player than Eric Branson. You're getting uh, you're getting more for your money. Yeah, a lot more of your money. Yeah, and probably. a little bit less money, too. Yeah. Cheaper deal. I'll, I'll always take that. Uh, Sabres got a six-round pick for Nathan Beaulieu, and that was a uh, definite depth move uh, for the Jets because they're kind of battered on their back end. Like, Bufflin played, like, 37 games this year. And right now, I believe... Both Joe Morrow and Josh Morrissey are both injured, so they they added Bullyu, they added uh, Bogdan Kislevich from Florida for a seventh round pick, and they also had Matt Hendricks from the Wild for also for another seventh round pick. Uh, and that more or less does it for a lot of the. Bigger trades. There was also Marcus Johansson going to going to the Bruins, being sent to from the Devils for a se- second round pick in 2019 and, and a, a 20-24th round. And yeah, this was a rather rather active trade deadline. So, who do you think really came out ahead in this? I mean, Canucks got a good one with their deal because now they're saving money and they got a better player out of it. I mean, can't really say much about Calgary because I don't think they they didn't they didn't really, really pick up they a weren't lot. Very active this year, but uh, they're currently sitting on top of the West, eighty-seven points right now. They didn't really need to make any big moves. I uh, mainly because you don't want to give up some of your younger pieces. Yeah. Uh, but the way they're playing right now, it could have been worth it to really go for the rental market. But, you know, it's also... It, it, it's 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 scary a little bit. Because you know teams are going to ask, like, what the, what's the price on a guy like Sam Bennett? What's the, what's the price on, like, just any any of those young guys? It's cool to see Jordan Wheels now a Canadian again. Yeah. And that will now on a Canadian team again. Uh yeah, like Nashville, Winnipeg, and Vegas. They're looking a lot stronger now, looking to really go for a run this year, each one. Uh also like in the time between episodes, St. Louis has been the ultimate comeback story. They were bottom of the league, and now they're sitting third in the Central Division at 74 points, and that's all because of Jordan Bennington being absolutely insane in net. Gotta love a good comeback story. Uh, oh, they they had his stats. It was it was cra- he's on a crazy run right now. That, in my opinion. He is currently leading for the Calder right now. More than Pedersen right now. Because if because St. Louis is night and day since they brought up Bennington. So, in the most shutouts through his first 18 starts, Bennington has 5. So, in 20 games played, 18 games started, he's 15-2. and 15-2-1. That's pretty good. Goals against average of 1.16 and a save percentage of 9.36. That is, oh, 
They're coming back up. That's deadly. That is deadly. Cause they 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 were they were dead in the water for a while there. Jake Allen couldn't stop a beach ball if he wanted to. But yeah, things have been even less clear in the wild card in the West. Because Vancouver, well, you they were kind of up there, and now they've kind of fallen off. So that's kind of why they didn't like move any big pieces to try and get make a playoff run. Because also you couldn't move some of your pieces because they got injured. Yeah, Tanev was injured, and Sutter was injured. Like two pieces that would have been really worth moving. But like, if you look at the top four for the wild card, there's. Really, just one point separating each team. It like, is, yeah. Fr- one point separating the number one, number the two Coyotes spot. Coyotes could make the playoffs. <sighs> Think about that for a second. <laughs> we live in this universe now. Uh, I'd say right now the only teams that are looking like they are have absolutely no shot is fucking Edmonton, Anaheim, and L.A. LA is looking terrible this year. LA has no fucking chance. They have zero chance. They could even move Kovalchuk. Yeah. They're nine points even behind the Canucks. It it feels good to see them at the bottom. It really does. It does. It feels it feels right. The world feels right. And like Edmonton being at the bottom is just obvious. And it's parody. It's yeah. life is parody. It's exactly how it should be. I really hate that I still see Pittsburgh at the top for the East wild card. Like, they're number two. And Columbus is also right there. They're a point right behind them. See, like, the East is a lot more, it seems a lot more easy because, like, after... It's only, th- like, three teams really buying for the wild card. Yeah, and after, because like, after, like, the third spot, you got the Flyers at 67 points. It's like, they're, that's... Looking like it's not happening. Oh, in Ottawa, sitting down. So, so forty-nine points. points. Worst team in the league. Oh shit! I didn't realize how Tampa Bay was looking. Uh, those guys are crazy. They are. Points. They're at a hundred points already. At sixty-three games, there is. They got nineteen games left. They're already at a hundred points. If they won out, that would be, theoretically, if they won out, it would be 38 that thirty-eight more points. It is nice seeing uh, Toronto at the bottom of their division. I mean... Doesn't mean much, but still. They're, they're third in their division. It's not really the bottom. It's... They are three points away. Bottom from the, of their division is literally Ottawa. Yeah, they're th- <laughs> they're three points away from the number two spot, and twenty points away from the number one spot. Man, that's not even fair. Like, how does a team already have a hundred points? They're on that a is, nine game winning streak. Fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's looking like bottom three teams best lottery odds. Ottawa, L.A., and Detroit. Oh, my God. Detroit would really want to get that first round, first overall pick. Like, Jack Hughes, well, I don't think he's actually committed to a college yet. No, I don't think he's so. At the U- he's in the U.S. National Development Team, but that's in Plymouth. It's in like, Plymouth, Michigan. Yeah, like, I... They want that first overall pick bad. Yeah, but 
And plus, I could use a number one center. I do think Ottawa's going to get it, though. And it goes to... <laughs> and it goes to Colorado. So they still lose. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst fucking feeling in the universe. If it can't be the best, it might as well just be the worst. <laughs> I mean, this team will move to Quebec at some point. <laughs> That's why, that's why Quebec don't have a team yet. He's like, well, we need to see what fucking Ottawa's going to do. Got to wait for the Senators to come over here. Would they be up in Saskatoon then? Because the Brand Center is like a 5,000-seat stadium. Yeah, and the Sastel Center is like 1,500 seats. Uh, 15,000 yeah. seats. Yeah, if anything, they would go to Saskatoon. Yeah. Unless Actual. Regina would be like, hey, we, could, bu- we could build a new one. We could build a new hospital, but now nah, let's build a brand new arena so we can have an NHL team in Regina, Saskatchewan. I think a lot of people would support it, though, actually. We would. I, I talked about this with Lindsay once. We would, but I feel like they also need. They also want to go where the, there's, like, the population. Yeah. Because, like, we have the population for a WHL team. We do not have the population for an NHL team. There, well, it would... It wouldn't be the Regina whatevers. It would be. It would obviously be the Saskatchewan NHL team. It would be. It would we be also like, don't have the money for a kind of trade. Not really. Uh, we don't have the money for a trade like some of the other provinces do. Yeah, yeah. Because what they say, uh, expansion franchise would cost. <sighs> I don't want my taxes to go up. <laughs> I also don't want that. No. <laughs> I have to think about that shit now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, things are definitely, definitely heating up now that we're into the final stretch before playoffs. Want to talk about some of the NBA a little bit? Sure, why not? Uh, so, All-Star Weekend that came and went and all that. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Uh, it was okay from what I heard. The dunk contest, it's all right. But uh, I think the highlight was uh, from the uh, skills competition where uh, in the final it was Trey Young and, uh, and uh, not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Young was like in the lead for most of it. And then right at the end, Jason Tatum just hits a fucking half-court shot to, to win the skills competition. And if you look closely at that replay, you can see the arc of the ball, and it goes into the net for Young's shot. And the way it went in, it causes Young's shot, which was about to go in, to, to bounce out. For waiver pickups, the Raptors picked up uh, Jeremy Lin. Ooh. And... People were definitely excited about that. Because if you remember a special time about, what, six or so years ago, uh, there's a little phenomenon known as Linsanity, which really took over Toronto for a good minute there. Uh, so it's kind of uh, like a full circle story, and highlights I've seen of Raptors games as of late, guy fits in perfectly. Perfect. Perfect fit for them right now. Yeah, uh, just really solid pickup for them right now. Uh, I'm not sure if they really need anyone else at this point no. from the waiver wire. Uh, 
Flyers and checking up on all the standings. Uh, Milwaukee, and it's more or less same as it ever was. Uh, Milwaukee, number one. Golden State's still on top. They are still on top. Uh, with really only Denver challenging them for that top spot. Yeah, they don't have a lot of competition. And even then, I think Denver, I looked at their lineup and it's just outside of uh, Nikola Jovic. Jovic uh, yeah, got much. They, they don't have a whole lot. So that's they're not a team really built to take down Golden State. They're just having a real good year this year. They're just having a real good year aside from yeah. Golden State. Even then, this is probably the worst Golden State has looked in their fucking championship runs. It's so not a championship they, run. They look human this year. So I think Toronto Milwaukee could easily Which would take be a breath of fresh air. It would be. This is the first time we'll, we'll probably not even see LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah. Lakers are not only fourth in a division, they're 11th in the West. Uh, they are sitting three games back in San Antonio for the last spot. Mm-hmm. Well, it shows what happens when LeBron James cares more about filming Space Jam 2 than he does about basketball. Listen, he's got his priorities straight, really. Yeah, he does. Let's, let's be real now. Let's be real. Uh, want to talk a little CFL? Of course. I always want to talk a little CFL. All right. So the Alouettes announced uh, Wednesday they have released quarterback Johnny Manziel after, his, after the CFL directed them to terminate, terminate his contract after it was found that Manziel... Had uh, contravened the agreement, which made him eligible to play in the league. Uh, Alex GM says uh, we were disappointed by this turn of event. Turn of events. Giant uh, was was provided a great deal of support by our organization in collaboration with the CFL, but he's unable to abide to the terms of his agreement. Uh, we worked with the league to present alternatives to Johnny, who was unwilling to proceed. I'm wondering if this was money. So, once again, the wheel keeps on turning on quarterbacks in Montreal. Of course it is. It'll be a while, but eventually they will find their quarterback. Someday. To replace Calvillo. Something. They're still working on it. Not someday soon. Nope. Maybe Antonio Pipkin? Maybe. Maybe he's the answer. Yeah, don't really know what the answer is quite yet for them. Do we know what the answer is for us yet? Uh, that It's apparently Zach Caleros. I mean, I'm iffy on this, but if that's our choice, then we just gotta hope our boy... He's iffy on it, too. He's also iffy. He's yeah. voicing his displeasure. Yeah, it's, uh... uh I mean, our running back situation is looking good kind of okay now. I mean, we may have lost Cameron Marshall, but we also had Keenan LaFrance again. Which is not bad. It's not just bad. that, you know, now that we have our, like, yes, we our running back situation looks good, and it's one step at a time, but quarterback situation-wise, we need a good... Because we're hosting the Great Cup in 2020. Yeah. So... Yeah, we kind of want, want something. You're hoping yeah. maybe Iron Mike? No. And also, Calaris is on a one-year deal. Yeah, we are hoping for something because you know we can't have it in our neighbor in our backyard and not be in it. And not be in it. We we gotta be there again. 
Last it's time like we... the Dead South should be the fucking halftime show. Exactly. Yeah. But it's probably either going to be Shawn Mendes or Drake. I don't want to be either, though. They, Hamilton's a fucking halftime. It'll be bigger out there than here. No. I want to hear in hell I'll be in good company the fucking minute I walk in there. So you're walking in directly at the halftime show? Yeah, I'm, I'm walking on the field. Fuck it. They can't stop me. You can't stop me. I think you have to pay for that. Maybe. All I know is that last time the Grey Cup was in Saskatchewan, we were in it, and we won. And we beat them bad. That wasn't even a game. It was a fucking mugging. It <sighs> was, was kind of sad to watch that game, because it's just like, this game isn't even a fight. Hamilton didn't even come to fight us that game. Like, everything went right. Even that fucking... You remember that hit Darian took where the fucking ball popped out? Yep. And then just right into Corey Sheets' hands. Runs it for like another 25 yards. Fucking just everything went right. Oh, yeah. All right. So you'll catch us another time as we defeat sports once again. I mean, he kind of defeated us. He kind of defeated us. <laughs>